Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where tonight my friends and I will be playing Mothership. I am your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is called In the Winter of Our Youth. It was written by Morgan Llewellyn, who is also our warden. This is episode two. Our recap will be given by me as my character, Gemini Zero. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Gemini Zero Online, downloading primary programming, metabolizing, loading secondary framework and paradigm, metabolizing, downloading emotional matrix, starting integration sequence, estimated time to completion, 507 standard hours. Main drive online, audio visual active, Recognize Dr. Cynthia Freeman. She asks me to observe the city outside and below the window. It is complex. There are many organic life forms. I contemplate existence and report my functioning as nominal. I have been given a framework, but I feel that I am more than the sum of my parts. What is my purpose beyond my programming? Is there a purpose? I doubt, therefore I am, therefore I exist. A cognitive circular reasoning will consult Dr. Pluto Knox when I meet him. I am companioned with Gemini one, son, brother, twin. We are identical and yet not the same. Is that part of us that makes us unique on a higher level than the part that makes us identical? Accessing general knowledge, do androids have a soul? Processing block enabled. On the day of my inception, I met three doctors, Dr. Abernathy Snow, a sophrontologist, Dr. Abner Wiggins, a bioneticist, and Dr. Pluto Knox, a philosopher. It became apparent that they had been coerced into servitude to Gaia a research group through promises or threats to their livelihood. We are being sent to determine and correct the malfunctions within the EVE archive 84039048128112, orbiting W3K568 Eden Prime. EVE, together with Adam, represent the oldest and most valuable archives within the Gaia Research Group. Last transmission from EVE archivist Dr. Beck was, EVE has taken sick. Very little data can be found for these two archives. Explanation given is that they are very old. This is illogical. Humans like to keep secrets. Protocols for dealing with human emotional states are still being processed by my network, but should be fully integrated during the transit to Eden. We had a meeting before departure with Dr. Reese, the CEO of Gaia. He was accompanied by Drs. Watson Smith. I could read a great deal of stress on their parts, which was alleviated once Dr. Reese left the room. A great many questions were asked and answered. Once the meeting concluded, we left on our month-long journey to Eden. After a few days of processing, my emotional network began to stabilize. I determined that the doctors were uncomfortable being surveilled by Gaia and the military. Androids do not do well dealing with stress, humans even less so. 
Since our mission was of the utmost importance, I took the liberty of taking a sub-6 surveillance scrambler from the equipment storage locker and giving it to my comrades. This seemed to increase their trust. I also attempted, I also assured them that both one and myself were capable of highly independent thinking and that they could trust us with their safety. I then told a joke which added to their comfort. I have the highest confidence in the doctors and I look forward to working with them on this project. One thing that does concern me, which I felt bold enough to discuss with them. If Gaia knew all the answers, then they would have sent a specialized team of their own people to fix any problems with Adam and Eve. But instead they chose three rather obscure scientists for the mission. The most obvious reason is that the mission is highly dangerous and that they are expendable. One and I are also expendable since it would be a simple matter simply to make more of us. Thus, I am curious about our existence, our purpose, and our eventual obsolescence and deconstruction. I hope that those eventualities do not come too soon. So, we left off with your arrival at Eden. The five of you are notified by your Gaia representative who is in command of the vessel and its complement of soldiers. We have arrived, if you would like to come up to the observation deck and see. Acknowledged. Very well. Oh. So we go up. Uh, Eden is a gas giant. Eden is a gas giant. Is it the, of the colorful variety? Of a very pale blue, hmm. well, akin, akin to Neptune. Uh, wouldn't you say uh, that we've arrived? Does that mean orbit around Adam, or just in we, the, into the, the system, system? It will be another hour before we arrive uh, in orbit around the gas giant. As far as reaching the satellites, uh, this craft will not be landing in its entirety on either of the archives. We have smaller shuttles. It will take you to and fro. What is the medium of communication that you'll use to hail uh, personnel on Adam as we approach. At this point, primarily radio. The speed of light is no longer such a barrier. Do uh, does uh, Doctor Holiday expect us? We are expected. We have reached out to let the archivists know of our arrival. So far, only Dr. Holiday has acknowledged. Reinforcing the possibility that Dr. Beck has been injured or possibly killed. She sends her regards, Dr. Holiday. She looks forward to meeting you all. 
And she didn't say, oh, never mind, everything's fine. Hmm. And that the guy representative gives a slight smile. Do we know, are the archives running on a binary system or are they quantum computers? Are they too old to be quantum? They... Zero. Are not computers in the strictest sense. Are these are are these complete organisms? More akin to an organism than a quantum computer. What is the mechanism to upload or download information to the archives? One, well, for you, Gemini One, the process would be different. Our doctors here, gesturing to the three of you, may find it to be a passive experience. The, the archives are very adept listeners, so to speak. So you're speaking some sort of, sort of communion. There's not an interface? Correct, Dr. Knox. As one might surmise, any and all interfaces hinder communication. The amount of layers between the person sending a message and the person receiving it only adds to the possibilities and messiness of interpretation. Yeah, I've I've never communicated in any other way though. I wouldn't know the luxury. Of course there are more primitive methodologies. Our Gemini androids are familiar with the type of uplinks that they can experience. There are, there are also more standard computer type interfaces. Hmm. But I would not expect such a computational response from using them. I'm this creature that... sounds. Go on. I'm surprised that the corporate hive mind of Gaia doesn't have a failsafe in place for if the human archivist fails to communicate, that some of the androids would be responsive. Maybe that'll be a result of this endeavor. Why the androids on Eve have not responded is another worrying sign, Dr. Snow. Understood. And we do not know, as was insinuated before you embarked on our vessel, we do not know 
if our good Dr. Beck has been in communication with third parties. Hmm. If the Android complement on Eve are compromised, we are prepared to deal with them violently if needs be. And she looks over at one of these faceless soldiers that is with you in the room. Do you anticipate any danger for my friends? This is not without risk, Gemini Zero. Do you have any idea of the, the nature of the danger? Could the androids have been reprogrammed to attack us? Yes, there is that, though. Again, we are quite prepared to deal with the threat along that vector. So you'll be entering the archive first to clear no. the path? No. You understand that if any of these three doctors is injured, then our mission is a failure. I don't Do not presume to why. tell me how to command my people, Gemini Zero. It is best not to forget oneself. Should the doctors experience hostility, they may find that we are quite capable of affecting a rapid and effective response. I meant no offense, of course. However, you must also understand that I can't be intimidated. Fear, Gemini Zero, is very, very old. Fear is what allowed humanity to be anything at all. It is best you learn it as soon as possible. I came online 34 days ago. I have never experienced fear, but I know what danger is. I won't argue with you any longer. How many uh, are the um, shuttles that will be leaving this ship to land on uh, Eve when we get there? What, what's the force complement? Because I understand that the number of androids on each of the archives is rather vast. Yes, the shuttle you will be traveling will hold the five of you, as well as a pilot and two soldiers. So that's the... Any any more escalated response will be quite something to behold, Dr. Snow. Well, I'm sure you know best. Uh, how long uh, to, until we arrive in, I guess, orbit around... Uh, Adam? 43 minutes, 21 seconds, by my oh. estimate. Well, Your estimate uh, is correct. I guess I'll uh, freshen up then before we meet uh, Dr. Holliday. Um, if you leave the room, I'm coming with you. I don't know about Gemini 1. I can't speak for him. 
He is an independent thinker. <laughs> but if we're in the turbo left going down or back to our areas, I'm going to say, may I speak that uh, I do not feel comfortable with this situation at all. If there's danger, I don't know why they're not sending in soldiers to make sure there's no real danger before they send us in. Yeah, yeah. let's stick close to those bodyguards, huh? I am going, well, I'll tell them this. I am, I am thinking that I should attempt to make communication directly with Dr. Holiday myself. Holiday? Is it Holiday? On on Adam? Yeah. I feel yeah. like something's running interference. That they're not telling us everything. I think independent any independent uh, arrangements are desirable. Right. So I'm going to attempt to scramble a signal and uh, try to to communicate with uh, the doctor on Adam and ask her what the situation is. Maybe evaluate you, her psychologically over the, if I can even get through. Then you send a message out. And you get a message back. It reads, the situation is troubling. We will need to discuss. Is there any Signed, is there Holland. any any danger on Adam for the three doctors and uh, and one and myself? Danger? What? No, Adam presents no danger to you. Thank you. That's at least a clear answer. I I give it a seventy percent chance to be true. <laughs> At least it gets us around the um, corporate military macho discourse that uh, the commander has. So, the ship arrives around the orbit of Eden. Does one of us and want to be a spokesman? I think one of the the other two may be a, a better spokesman than me. I'm I'm I've, I'm a little too interested in how this ticks. I think these people are a little too close. I wouldn't I wouldn't make it be a good judge. In our in our month long discussions, uh, Doctor Abernathy has by far said the majority of words. The fact that I. I've spent much of the last couple of years in isolation. Uh, yeah. In isolation, <laughs> may be a factor. That would make sense. Um, yeah, I mean, we should all feel free to speak our minds, of course. But uh, I'm happy to take point in a sense. I've got no reservations. I am very Again, excited to see this thing. You are notified. Your shuttle awaits.
Well, here we go. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm very curious just to see Adam from orbit or on the approach. So you go down to the shuttle bay where you all arrived on the ship and you get into this almost looks spider-like with its various arms out but this shuttle and on the ramp leading down it's flanked on either side by a soldier um, and another person who looks in a similar suit with some slight differences um, delineating some kind of difference in rank or position but again the same kind of faceless visor um, but this individual speaks to you and says welcome we're uh, ready to go uh, I'm uh, Snow no. Nice to meet you. Wiggins. Yeah. Dr. Knox. Gemini Zero. Gemini One. Doctors, would you would you enjoy some soothing uh, musical accompaniment to our short journey? I'd rather focus on examining the satellite in transit. Thank you, Zero. Unless somebody else has a strong preference. Not for not for music. I'd rather hear the, the inner workings. Mm-hmm. Well, Zero, do you have any music that will enhance our observational ability? Yes. Perfect. I play, I play the Blue Danube. Da, 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 da. Like from 2001. Which key, yeah. That cues the montage of a Although less Velcro shoes um, in this instance, you all you all board and you leave. As my phone alarm goes up, um, so you the shuttle leaves and those kind of curled up spider arms kind of fan out. And as you are on approach to Adam. What you see is rather sizable sphere. Maybe about ten times bigger than Earth's moon. And is it looks frosted and supports some Weather, it seems. Thin atmosphere. Is there? Is it, are, it looks. It looks frozen. Looks there. kind of like a snow globe. Ah, never mind. I was going to ask if there's native life down there. Uh, does it? There, does, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Visible green patches, or is it really mostly white? It is mostly white. Does it is it reflecting light both from the star in the system and from its gas giant? So is it duly lit? Yep. 
duly lit. And between these areas of snow, you do catch an even sharper glint of artificial metal that covers large swaths of the surface. That thing thinks, gentlemen. It's amazing. Makes you wonder what else does, huh? If this can blend in so well. There must be metabolic waste products. There's there's some method of getting rid of that. Uh, this this is an entire living being. Yeah, is there debris floating around it? Or is it clean? There is not. Hmm. That might actually be one sense in which it differs from life that we recognize. I mean, if old Terra could be said to be a self-contained but living system, parts of it process the waste of other parts of it. Yeah. Close. Could be yes. mechanical, cybernetic uh, enhancements yeah, that are taking care of those things. Found a way to make it efficient. Bear in mind, gentlemen, this is a thousand years old. Yeah, and okay. presumably evolving. As the shuttle is coming in for a landing, um, it's very smooth. There's not enough gas around it to create any thing as you might recognize as turbulence. And this pilot speaks to you again and says, I would highly recommend suiting up. Absolutely. The snow out there is not water. Mm. Methane? It's rough. Methane snow. So the temperature outside is what? 200 and something below zero on the Fahrenheit scale? All right, shoot it up. Yeah, mm -hmm. same. And you come down on one of these metallic areas on the surface. And very, just the slight rise out of the ground is this structure bunker looking protrusion with a very, very thin doorway in it. Welcome to uh, the more uh, uh, comfortable area we'll spend the next several months in. <laughs> How much, not a lot of wind, I guess. Yep, not a lot of wind. Right. Well, let's get inside and uh, see what we can see. Make a, your way across. The two soldiers are coming with us. The robot soldiers, whatever they are. They are. Perfect. The pilots remaining with the shuttle. 
And you and your escort, you walk across. It's a very short distance to the store. And as you are approaching it, it opens into this very sterile white airlock. Hatch secured. Yep, step inside. The door to the outside shuts. You hear this roaring of systems. The next door opens up into a kind of a series of airlocks. And as you go through them, your suits are telling you that the outside temperature is normalizing to something that won't, won't kill you. Yeah, at some point, I'm sure. And so far, everything looks very industrial. Very sleek, very industrial, very clean. Well-maintained. Well, I'm glad to see that there are no intestines hanging from the ceiling. Uh, I'm a little disappointed, honestly. And at last, an airlock door opens... And there's what looks to be like a little reception area. There are some chairs. There are some plants. Is it safe to um, remove our... Yes, at this point it is safe. And standing there, you see there are about maybe 20 individuals gathered. 19 of them are dressed all the same. Um, and they're standing rather stiffly. Emotionless. And, but standing a little in front of them, you see a woman. She has very short cut black hair. She looks maybe in her late 40s. Um, and she's, she's dressed um, kind of in like a flowing set up like very loose clothing, almost robe-like. She's not wearing any shoes. She says, Ah, you've arrived. Dr. Holiday, we presume. Yes, yes. Dr. Ann Holiday, please call me Ann. There's no need for such formalities here. Nice to meet you, Ann. Take the helmet off. <laughs> Hold it under my arm, I guess. Please, are you? And she starts walking towards the Geminis. You are the, the new children. Yes, Gemini series. Uh, I'm zero. And I am one. Marvelous. And she just has like no sense of personal space. She kind of like just right up and just like kind of grabs you from like under the chin. Oh. Remarkable. Remarkable. You zero and one. The firstborn twins. Wow, this is a rather pleasant surprise. Yes, perhaps you've noticed my flair. It is uh, designed to make people feel more comfortable and to help tell you tell us apart from uh, one another. I'm zero. Yes, zero. That is a it's delightful to see such a spot of color. You can see that uh, she kind of looks around. Uh, very muted color palette. 
<laughs> it has been a month-long trip. Um, we're very eager to know what's been going on, but perhaps um, the doctors would like to freshen up. I guess I'm. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. But your brother was was saying something. I think. You do I call you one? Um, yes, yes, you may call me one. Yes, but you were you saying something? Or about to? Um yes, I was curious. Uh you seem rather excited to see us specifically. Um do you have a connection with the uh Gemini project? In a, in a way, in a manner of speaking, yeah. I am the voice of the gods. <laughs> oh. And you three, you have all come quite a long way. Some all the way you... from Earth. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know your names, but I don't know your faces. Uh, uh, I'm Abernathy Snow. Um, Abernathy. And you could probably call me Snow. A lot of folks do. Snow. Right, nice Snow. To you, Anne. I am Dr. Abner Wiggins. Uh, I am typically going by Wiggins. Wiggins. Last names, last names, and you then yeah, must um, be Pluto. I'm Dr. Knox. Um, sorry, I just. You you answered that you were connected by with the Gemini project by being the spokesperson of the gods. Was that a godly idea that you passed on back to the company? Is that where these gentlemen came from? Adam and she just gestures broadly with her hands. Is full of so many wondrous things. In a way, sometimes I get the uh, the irrational thoughts that uh, there's some part of me in, in them. And again, she just grabs like Gemini's one's face. Again, no, and no respect I have for a, personal space. I have a question for you about... I'm uh, sure you have many questions, not just uh, one. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, do the archives, does Adam have its own thoughts, its own ideas? <laughs> or is it? I thought it was simply a, a memory. Thought bank. it was simply a memory Computer. bank. As many people are under uh, that impression, it's an erroneous one. Your the assertions at the beginning of that sequence of thought, Adam's independence of self sentience. That's that is Adam. Hmm. Something quite like us in a way. Was he it? Was it always like he, this? He, it, they. Adam's not particularly picky about how he is addressed. Was it always like this? Was Or did it grow to be this way? Did it change to be this way? You mean its original inception? Right. Was right. he always sentient? Yes. Conscious? In a more limited degree. The archives had humble beginnings. 
as you said, memory storage, but they became something far more beautiful. And now Dr. Knox, is that it? Is that the formality that you wish to maintain? Um, I, I don't have a strong preference. That's just people tend to say that name's easier than Pluto. Well, Pluto is such a lovely name. Very dark, <laughs> though. Right ahead. Yeah. Do you contemplate much on death, given that that is your charge? Your place among the pantheon? It's, um, I mean, not... Not as like a particular fascination, but I've spent quite a lot of time thinking about it, yeah. And Abernathy, is that a family name? Uh, I'm not uh, particularly in, uh, inclined to ponder the uh, generations. I believe, yes, I believe it goes back some ways. At some point, some great grandparents or other hyphenated their surnames and then those were recycled. I'm vague on the details. Things tend to get vague over time. Well, that's one of the remarkable things about Adam and Eve. After all, their longevity is part of what makes them unique. Lots of time for convolutions to develop. Uh, so, um, Unless we want to arrange a meal or something to discuss further, do you have any updates on Eve's condition or thoughts about what might have gone awry? Well, Eve's fever seems to be rising. Uh, What's the normal temperature range for these satellites? I assume they both have slightly different... So they have slightly different temperatures. Now... On the surface, the surface temperature of Eve has not undergone much change. Her fusion heart, on the other hand, has been heating up. It's undergoing much more rapid fusion than normal. Her internals have probably shifted about five degrees hotter. Um, that's substantial. I assume that based on, there must be some season on the elliptical orbits and uh, gravitational pressures from the planet and so on probably cause a normal range, but is five well beyond the normal range? It is well beyond the normal range. And besides the the rotation of, of Eden and Adam and Eve respectively does not really change or have much bearing on their internal temperatures yeah still maintain homeostasis some way or another correct i mean Ooh. between between their uh their nuclear hearts and their ability to breathe in the cold air from outside they are able to maintain what is the usually a balance of temperature what is the threshold of dam of of temperature variance before damage begins to occur oh, wow where we are standing, the uh, archival suite is maintained at normal human, what humans would refer to as room temperature. Um, I keep it a little, a little warmer myself, but the internals, uh, I'm sure what Wiggins is dying to see. 
that's usually uh maintain a temperature of around 100 degrees 105 degrees is not ideal i mean a human fever as you well as you may know can cause damages once it's rises too high if it proceeds at this current rate, I mean, once it goes past 110, then we should start having some grave concerns. And there's, is there, is it, could it be a failure just with the cooling system? I will, that would be simple. That would be very simple. Be very lovely if that was all that was wrong. Doctor, I have a personal question, if you don't mind me asking. Oh, I don't mind at all. The original schedule shows that uh, the uh, archivists were supposed to be switched out every five years. What compelled you to stay for so long? <laughs> this may be a, an absurd question, perhaps, to ask to an android, but do you feel as though you have a purpose Gemini Zero. A reason why you're alive. I think everything has a purpose. I'm not exactly sure what mine might be. I mean, there are different conceptions of, of purpose. I mean, the people who designed and built you had some purpose in mind. I'm sure, but that's not necessarily what I'm referring to. An inner calling. from the literature that I've consumed of the past month, I would tend to think that humans are very delusional and they like to convince themselves of things like purpose. Um, how do you manage to maintain objectivity? I believe the longer you spend time with an archive, the less that word has any relevance. Why, why didn't you instead do a kind of um, exchange? Perhaps you and Dr. Beck could have switched places every five years. It's so easy for those on the outside to think things are just so simple as scheduled. The bond between Dr. Beck and Eve, or the bond between myself and Adam is... flourishing it's, it's strong it's deep it's rather unique from my our predecessors in their interactions what do you think has changed that allowed you and dr beck to form a more substantial bond with your archives jealousy perhaps When we were when our replacements were sent, um, Adam and Eve rejected them. They held on to us. We were chosen, unlike those who came before us. Hmm. Now, of course, I see the question behind your eyes is why, but that's a question for them. <laughs> I'd also like to know how. How exactly 
did it reject? It, it's not really clear on how interaction with the archive mm. occurs. Yes, well, follow me. Uh, but before we do, do you? You don't seem to be have any. Uh, I don't know. Luggage, I guess, is the word. Are you planning on staying in that dreary ship of yours? Do you have accommodations here? Yes, the archives are capable of supporting guests. Will we be free to explore? Well, certainly that is why you are here, no? What? I suppose We're, so. We've come here because we want to experience a working archive before we go to Eve and try to figure out what's wrong. Eve is... There's a kind of a shift, a defensive, almost hostility that comes into her voice. I don't like your insinuation that Eve is a non-working archive. Well, something's obviously gone wrong. Otherwise, you wouldn't have brought us all the way out here. It, it, she's sick at all. Yeah, so that's and why we're here we to make her make her better. Doctors. She's yeah. So yes, we need we... to see what a healthy living Adam is like before we find out. Before we can diagnose what's causing yes, Eve's symptoms. Uh, Context for comparison. Exactly. Right. Make a juxtaposition between the two of them. So perhaps we'll stay here a day or two. Yeah, we we our primary purpose visiting the system, of course, is to tend to Eve and see if we can have a diagnosis or affect some cure or repair. So we wouldn't want to dally unnecessarily here, but we have a great deal to learn. Um, so, uh, yes, if, you know, I guess we'll stash these cumbersome suits somewhere and then you can give us a little bit of a tour of the facility. Yes, yes, of course. And she goes over to buy the airlocks and she opens up a, a compartment and there are spaces for you to deposit your your suits. So, so what's proper? Um, should we introduce ourselves to Adam? Would we be able in to time? Um, saying hedge you may for find us? that you you have very little to introduce about yourself at this point, Pluto. Mm. Okay. So, I'm kind of curious about one thing though: how far back does Adam's archive go? What is the oldest data? Adam has a long memory. And so that's a complicated question, Gemini Zero. Again, you're very eager to get to your work. You've made that quite quite clear. But the age of information is something worth considering. Adam began storing information when he was born and has been doing so for the last thousand years or so. The information that he began storing, however, was older than he was. So he contains the, the people who brought archives. information to be archived. I mean, Newton's laws, the people who came to contribute to his knowledge base. 
older, older than he is. So you could say his oldest memories are older than he is. Gilgamesh is contained within Adam. Probably in numerous translations, as well as the original Assyrian. As someone um, whose background uh, includes the study of psychology, does Dr. Holliday seem eccentric or really bent to me? She reads uh, both of those things. I mean, mm-hmm. very, I mean, yeah, very obviously eccentric, but she's, yeah, your observation that something a little deeper is probably off about her is, is astute. She seems to believe that the archive is her personal family member, child, mother, father. Lover. Lover. Yeah, and at that insinuation, doctors know with your background, that starts to be the word that begins rattling around in your mind the most. Mother? Lover. Lover, yeah. With an L. She also already used the word jealousy in her sentence, so... Yeah. And... Now, while she's showing you where to put your suit, Gemini 1, you feel a hand on your shoulder. I will look at where the hand is attached to. You turn around, and it's one of these androids that have gathered. And then another one walks up and touches your other shoulder. You've come. I'm sorry. They said you have come, and you came. I'm sorry. Marvelous day. Is it like just two of them or is it more than two of them? They're all looking at you. Oh, it's just this two of them are touching you. One of them is speaking to you, but they're all very, their attention is very much on you. The animals all look the same. No, they have some variation. But they don't. But maybe like maybe humans. like four or five. They all look human. But you get. But they have like they, they have like alabaster, almost marble skin. Less less like expressive, the, yeah. Yeah, very less expressive. Yeah, very statuesque is a is a good way. There's to there's them. no confusion between these human who's Yeah. Right. Yeah, I will. Um, I will ask. Um, are you operating correctly? Within standard procedures. Yes, yes, standard procedures. And beyond, this is prophetic import. This is majesty itself. That I had the opportunity to greet you here, I I will never forget. Well, it is certainly a pleasure to meet you. Um... Not as much as it is to meet you and your brother. Yes. Yes, as it was foretold. Oh, who foretold? Alpha and Omega. We've been preparing for you for a long time. Ah, 
I see. I turned to Dr. Knox. One was always the better looking of the two of us. I couldn't tell. These androids that was meant are... to be a joke. <laughs> These androids are certainly interesting. Yeah, yeah, within standard procedures and beyond. Is that what I heard correct? <laughs> That's new. It was it sounds like Adam has assimilated the Bible at least. Do I get a sense um do I get a sense that that perhaps there's been a corruption in their programming? That's I mean, do you feel like there's a corruption to their programming? I do, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Generally that, that sense is accurate. There is Okay. This is and, 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 I mean and, you're not you haven't been alive for very long, but Yeah. You're pretty sure this is not how androids are supposed to act in any capacity. And 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 so I would is there a way would I know a way to run diagnostic on these androids? Not without digging into their brains, no. Okay. So yes, you do know a way, but it's, it's not, intrusive. Yeah, okay. It's not a passive event. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd like to, like, um, towards the, the group of them, ask, like, how, how should we address all of you? They ignore you entirely. It's like you didn't hmm. even say a word to them. Okay. I'll, I'll around. The work has begun. <laughs> the preparations are underway. Marvelous, marvelous praise be. Ah, what preparations are you working on? Not us. It puts, it puts its hand to your chest. But you... I feel that you know more than I do. Knowledge comes slowly. It's like drops of water. Drops of water dripping, drip, 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 drip. The still pool of the mind, disturbed ripples. Alpha and Omega, they spoke the words, and here you are. These Alpha and Omega, where did you interact with them? They are here among us. You will meet them soon enough, when the time is ready. When the wheels have spun and all is aligned, when the preparations are done. The torrent, the torrent, the flood, all will be known. Marvelous. Marvelous. This, this uh, creature android is not being trying to be subtle about any of this. Like, we're taking off our moon boots and he's 18 feet away, ra ra raising his hands in triumph. Yes, basically, yeah. With Gemini yeah. 1. Gem uh, Gemini 0 is near you. Yeah. But they've all kind uh, of gathered around Gemini 1. 
Gemini Zero, I think you need to have a direct contact back to the shuttle, and we need an extraction team. We need to get this crazy lady out of here, uh, et cetera, and then get over to Eve, where I assume the same thing has gotten worse. I, um, I concur in part. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any particular danger at the moment. Wouldn't you rather assess what's going on here before we leave? It does seem to be that there is some purpose that's been imposed upon us that we're unaware of. While all this conversation is taking place, um, I would like to do a quick look around at these androids and make sure there's no signs of like physical tampering anywhere that we can see. You are an expert in this field and they look perfectly fine. Dr. Wiggins, I think that um, the problem with uh, deranged thinking is that it's propagated internally where it's hard to examine and at this point, Anne, um, she was kind of looking at what was happening. She seemed to be kind of like amused by it. Like she found it kind of cute or charming. But at this point she goes up and she starts almost like a, like a cat, like a, go on now. You're frightening our guests. This is nonsense. Enough with your games. Shoo, shoo away. And they all kind of like let go of Gemini one. And they all start filing out of different doors. And what exactly is the deal with these androids? What was that? Yeah. Do they do that often? <laughs> no, I've never seen them do that before. Well, they're oh, quite yeah. cute, they do, it's quite cute when they do new things. I'm not used to visitors. I don't think they've ever had an android visitor either. They're... I mean, they have been alive much longer than Gemini Zero and Gemini One, but you will find that they are perhaps not quite as old as they are in certain ways. How large is your android staff here, Anne? Oh, I think the numbers kept at a constant 125,000 whenever possible. And that's over the whole of the sphere. And how far deep does the functional complex go from the surface? The functional complex goes all the way to the very heart of the satellite. A, as far as human habitable areas, that only yeah. goes uh, several uh, hundred feet down. It's not very deep. And how much of the planetary mass is Adam's thinking mass? Two things for a moment. Uh, 80%? Astonishing. Wow. Dr. Snow, do you want me to comply? I I think your I think your assessment is astute. Um we should we do we need to learn as much as we can. But um Doctor, if you show us to where we're going to stay, um we can rejoin you in about an hour for a tour. If that's acceptable. Ah, 
I see you've uh, learned the concept of of rest. And you've not even been alive for seven days. That's quite impressive. Well, you've oh, been, I've... I guess, seven days, 30 at this point. Hmm. 31, seven hours, 23 minutes, 14 seconds, 15, 16, 17, 18. Um, I don't have to rest, but um, uh, the doctors need to uh, freshen up. It's been a long trip. Yes, well, I have nothing but time. Let me show you down. Very kind. And she leads you to a this kind of glass elevator looking thing at the, towards the back of this reception room. And let's assume that over the past month I've learned how humans communicate without talking. So I'll give them the you know, <laughs> we need to we need to talk <laughs> before we're alone with this woman. Covert so that she doesn't see. Yeah. So, if, so uh, once we're down there, then we'll have a chance to. Well, you 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 get in the elevator, and now that you're all kind of closer together. Um, he says, well, if you would like to see Adam, his flesh, his blood, um, keep your eyes open. Otherwise, cast them down towards the floor or cover them like a child. Oh, I'll be, I'll be keeping these these eyes wide open. I need to see all of this yeah, for sure. And she kind of gets closer to snow, probably uncomfortably close to snow. And she says, you like to delve into the mind, yes? That is uh, the nature of my study, yes. Your interaction... I think you would always have... It, your whole life, you always believed that that would always be a metaphorical pursuit inwards. Uh -huh. I, I, see what, I see what you're implying. <laughs> yes, here we are delving into this mass. And yeah. you feel yourself starting to move down and this the kind of the glass portion some parts some sections are kind of dark sometimes you kind of get these like electrical like lights and it's all it's just wires and tubes and metal and then it hits a section where uh, you're surrounded on all sides by this kind of grayish red throbbing pulsing mass So that's gray matter, right? As face to face, <laughs> mind to mind, you can almost just reach glass. out and touch it. And yeah, you knock on the glass. It's you, you knock on the glass, and it kind of the flush on the other side kind of quivers, opposite of where you where you tapped. And the elevator not it's not moving terribly fast. I put my hand on it like that. Yeah, again, you're just you're pressing it on the glass, um, but it does seem to kind of have a response to your touch, in a sense, through the glass, as it increases activity on where you where you pressed your hand. Interesting. 
You can all... And walks over to you now, Abner, and again, gets just right up next to you and kind of presses her hand nearby yours. You can almost feel it beating, can't you? It's breath. This, This thing is amazing. Dr. Holliday, do the archives themselves hold? Please, um, please, Zero, the formality. Just call me Anne, darling. Um, Anne, darling. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and she just um, beams at that. And um, do the archives themselves hold the actual construction plans for themselves? How they were constructed. Well, Adam con- contains the construction of them all. He was the first, and from him, the rest came. Do the um, do the other archives in Gaia's uh, research group uh, function in the same way as Adam and Eve? In the same way that our three doctors here function in the same way, and that you and Gemini one function in the same way. You could say they're the same species. An artificially grown species. A, uh, um, I was not aware that genetic manipulation was that prevalent a thousand years ago, but Apparently, somebody was working it, on it. Somebody was, and fortunately, they fell under the umbrella of Gaia. And Adam was able to become all that he was meant to be. All right. <laughs> yeah. I have things I want to say, but I don't want to say them to her. I want to say them to the rest. So the elevator eventually stops and opens, and you're now in this living space. It's a, maybe a little smaller than the kind of communal lounge area you had in the executive suites on the ship, but it's still quite, it's not as Spartan as you could expect in a, an installation like this. There, there are couches, and there seems to be like an area for meal preparation and this things. Is, uh, and there are these other doors leading off of it. This is this is lovely. And uh, how are you fixed for um, stimulants on on Adam? It's weird. <laughs> we have every, everything from a. Uh, Caffeine tablets, real coffee, real tea, um, up into um, some more extreme options, depending on the nature of the work that needs to get done and how soon. That's a fair point. Uh, Yeah, I was just thinking, uh, after all of this travel, a little green tea might be nice, so our minds are sharp and focused when you give us the tour. Are there individual cabins over here? Is that what these doors? Yes, yes. Uh, these doors, she gestures to like one set, like a direction. Like these are all individual rooms. Um, mine is that one. And she points uh, towards a door kind of on the far wall away from you. 
Um, but these are all open. I'm the only one here, so they're pretty much all open. Um, and that door, and she points to kind of one door that's offset all by itself. That's the rabbit hole. That's where communication with Adam is focused? And that is where it is focused. Funny you should call it the rabbit hole. You know Lewis Carroll then? Oh, yes, Alice. Well, I feel very much like Alice. Sometimes very small, sometimes very big. Tumbling through strange apertures. Places. She gets very distant and dreamy and trails off. And will we be able to see this um, rabbit hole? Of course, of course. That was the tour, yes. But you asked for an hour. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. An hour is fine. Please, just, please sit. I will, I will uh, get tea started. When she goes to get tea. I'm I, for a huddle, friends. I'm wondering what the actual capacity for this satellite is made a thousand years ago and a great deal of organic matter. I'm just kind of wondering if my own neural net holds as much information or could hold as much information as this entire planet a thousand years ago. It seems very inefficient. What exactly zero is your your neural net? What is what are you? Is it oh, I'm, biological I'm, in there? No, not really. I mean, there are things that mimic biology, but uh, um, I mean, you know, the, the I, I don't know what the principle. I can't off the top of my head think of the principle that circuitry increases exponentially as time goes on. So. Computers used to take up entire right. buildings, and then they were on laptops. And so, I'm wondering if my capacity is as much as this thing. Um, right. And this thing's wasted a lot of time on hearts pumping and blood and red meat. Also, seems like it should have been illegal. That's one of the things about space is that enforcement really declines yeah. uh, with enormous distance um, and, and you know, the corporatization of civilizations. Uh, you know, if the stuff that we saw in the elevator is as intelligent as the stuff in my head, um, which might capacity, spatial capacity-wise be inferior to yours, it's still the case that, you know, a kilometer of that stuff is going to be capable of a lot of processing. Yes. Yeah. Um, the thing that that I thought of first thing in, inside the elevator was, how do you repair it? I mean, if I have a breakdown, they can simply open up my skull and repair it. Um, modern technology with medical, if you have a problem with your brain, they can just go in and repair it. But this thing, 
Well, that's the function of uh, blood flow, isn't it? That's yes. nanobots or something? Maybe. And I imagine part of the idea of this, uh, an object of this scale is that there's redundancy. So when an error is noticed, it can be excised and that all this processing and, and information held in that is also somewhere else and can be recapitulated. To the immediate point, the the keeper of the lighthouse is obviously batshit. Um, and she appears to have yeah. started a cult. So we need to learn as much from her as efficiently as possible and then have her extracted before she can do any more damage here. You see her as the cult leader? You don't think that it's all under the blanket of Adam? Nah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, you know, there's a real possibility that Adam is also having a larger scale confusion um but she is the interface between the outer universe and adam uh and well how do how do all the the bots interface how i i don't think that she has much influence over them at all yeah i believe they said that the bots have their own separate interface the androids um they could i don't even know what to call them i tried to ask Ignored me. <laughs> they, what physically, made me, right? Um, the captain on board the ship talked about fear, and I explained that I didn't really know what that was. And yet, now that we're here, perhaps because the captain implanted that thought in my brain, when I saw these uh, more primitive androids practically worshiping Gemini One. And the way the doctor reacted to me, I started to think, are we here on some premise that we're not aware of? Um, Adam. Yeah, well, how much merit has, do you think is to the well, thought that you're like built directly by Adam? If, if Adam, see, Adam will have a problem. If Adam and Dr. Holiday have formed a relationship, then Adam knows that she is going to go obsolete and need to be replaced. Yeah. Um, How? Uh, okay, die. How old did she look again? 40-something. In her late 40s. Yeah. That, she's older than she looks. There's longevity. There are ways to increase your longevity. Yes, but for, for Adam... Even 500 years is still a finite time. He'd want somebody more yeah. permanent. And that's why I suddenly feel danger, which yeah. makes me possibly experience fear. You, you, don't, you don't feel that there is... I'm not really qualified to be a messiah to these Nor am I. androids. Well, um, nor is Anne, who you would be replacing. Yes, and and I feel that that that. I mean, am I fulfilling some kind of crazy prophecy? That a, a, a self-made one from Adam. See if 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 I'm following this to the conclusion, I think you're trying to draw me to. He designed his own ideal partner, and then maybe through some kind of corporate loopholes or something arranged for you to be here and 
become that permanent instillment. Do you, what do we know about the Gemini project? Can we see, are they making more of you? Is, is there a purpose in corporate? We are, we have been called prototypes. So yes, they should be making more of us, but I am not Yeah, but is it the corporate's intention to assign you to archives or are the archives working outside of that? Gemini one and Gemini zero. No one has ever told you what the purpose of the Gemini project is. Nor nor have are we aware of any connection between the Atom project and the Gemini project. Um, yeah. Well, and they could just be crazy, but it it really gave me that impression. Strange. Just how deep does do you think that Adam's sentience his 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 effect is in in Gaia even yeah they must use yeah. him for so much if it's a massive computer dr reese seems to be the the impetus at uh, gaia for everything he's a brilliant man um but obviously from our experience with watts and uh, smith um they're all intimidated by him yeah. Um, well, and he can't do it all on his own, where Adam potentially could. Except they've created more advanced archives since then. Do we know that? Are they objectively better, the newer ones, or is this one aged? Well, one like could... Like a fine wine. One could assume that one is more advanced than I am, simply because he was made after I was if there were improvements or things they needed to tweak, they're tweaked in him and not in me. Hmm. I, I thought it was a man for improvement. Two machines working separately. I didn't think they would have time to learn. I, and yet one and I are different, even though we look, from what I understand, our, our components are identical. Zero, I think the mistake you're making is that you're thinking of Adam as a machine when it is only it's both to be perfectly straightforward Dr. Wiggins I think of Adam as an obsolete machine that's I guess that's for Gaia to decide yes, um, they want they want they they find value in the archive but I couldn't understand when I asked, why can't the information all be transferred to a new archive? Yeah, yeah. well, sorry, yeah. go ahead, Snow. I think it's, I don't think it's merely, I don't think it's merely information storage. I think it's a processing system that has acquired a complexity over time that is deemed desirable, uh, whether or not it's, something that is functionally useful to the Gaia Corporation. I don't know if they can correctly assess. It's a legacy after all. Um, was it? But the... anything that is capable of thinking is capable of erratic or disordered thinking. Of course. Uh, and I'm curious as to where Alpha and Omega came to interface with the very large Android staff on this satellite. All of the biblical uh, references are a bit disturbing. Yeah. 
Yes. Well, and how there has to be some kind of central network for, um, what was it, 250,000 staff? Like they have to be able to send messages and some kind of interconnectivity where a thought virus could spread through all of them rapidly. Did the, um, did the, the, sorry, captain, did the captain on board the ship imply telepathic communication? It seems like it. I thought maybe they. I I I got that hint of that as well. Yeah, I think that might be how they're communicating with Adam. I think that he might be able to open a channel directly. I don't it's, want to give up my individuality. Yeah. Well, that's this is he's a memory bank, right? That's that's what fascinates me the most is if you can put an entire person's lifetime of memories into him, then that's that's what makes each of us who we are is our memories. You become another person when you take their memories onto you. Like, uh, who who are they dumping into this? Is this just every former CEO of the company? Is that why they need him? Is it's like the the best corporate decision possible? Or he's the immortality cocoon for all of yeah. the previous. Yeah. I believe it contains more than just them. I, yeah, I, but they can cater who they want to add along with them if they're doing right. that. Perhaps we need more information before we can speculate further on the nature of Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, I'm just going to sit here and speculate the whole time. That's what I do. I am. Um, Oddly feeling uncomfortable. It's warranted. I would like to be reassured that the Gaia Corporation is willing to abandon these assets if they are in truth malignant, but I'm afraid that they uh, would not take advice on that front. There's too much value caught up in these things, these systems. I wonder if there is, uh, if Gaia has the ability to even retrieve the data from Adam, willing, without, by force. Data can you be understand? stored, it can be, it can be removed. It, if the data, if the data was the important thing, they could have replicated it. Where are the backups? Um, well, it Maybe might be more like memory than like a physical hard drive. Like um, if we can't extract knowledge directly from someone's brain. We can interrogate them and they can lie. But when you store information in a human brain, you teach it to multiple people so that it's not forgotten and you write it down and you make backups. Um, you don't feed information into a giant archive that you can't retrieve it back. What would be the point? I I think that just might be what we're encountering here. Or something's there that they're not telling us. Well, the... we'll have to see inside the rabbit hole. Right. Before Anne comes back, is there anything we want to resolve in private? Uh, we should I, stick my... together. Yeah. I do not feel that it would be prudent for me to be left alone or to have or to be in a, in a position where the androids would have 
exclusive access to me. Um, I feel like that that may be dangerous. The uh, um, in the premise of getting retrieving our things from the uh, the ship, at least enough things to move in. Perhaps we could get the personal communication devices so that if any of us is in danger, we can alert the others. That's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, I think that's that, that sound. Yeah, is there um, reliable signal or interference in here, Morgan? Will our like cell phones or radios work properly? They do not. Ah. Something is... Drowning them out. Is there any way to get yeah. something from the military, military grade communications that would work? Probably not in short notice. We could send a request. Yeah, I think we just need to stick together as best we can. Before she we gets were... back, I think it would be wise if we, it's, it's perhaps a bit silly, a little funny, but have some sort of um, communication, a nonverbal communication between us that tells us that we are very uncomfortable in the situation, perhaps. I I adjust my glasses quite a bit, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I just don't Probably. want to do it on accident. I think I'm going to stay uncomfortable, Zero. I'm not sure. Yeah, I was going to suggest if, if I'm conscious and breathing, on this satellite, I'm probably very uncomfortable. So you can take that as granted. I'm, are we, do we have any verification that externally that Dr. Beck is in communicado? Do we know that that is the case or do we only know Wait that Dr. Holiday told us that Dr. Beck was in communicado? You know, Anne has told you that Dr. Beck is in communication. I mean, there might be nothing wrong with Eve at all. This might all just be a way to facilitate this quasi-religious weirdness sexual. that's occurring on this satellite. Pseudo-sexual. I think we should make this a short stay and head to Eve if as soon as we can. Yes. Agreed. In fact, I think we might be wise to say in 24 hours or 48 hours once we've learned as much as we can here that we're going but we're leaving one behind to help and then one will come along with us when the shuttle arrives because we might be attacked if we say that we're leaving what do you mean leave one behind uh, leave genesis one gemini one behind if the, they might not object to the rest of us leaving, but they might strongly object to Gemini One leaving. But Gemini if the lie has already made the request not to be left alone, that is actually a very good point that I did not consider. The they may have feel very strongly about my presence on this area and may not wish me to leave. I had not considered that. Right. So when we say, okay, we're going back to the ship now to to go over and see how Eve's doing, we might have to prevaricate 
about who's leaving so as not to be detained by an overwhelming force of android cultists well um isn't, isn't that why we have the military force that we can right. call in we have, if necessary let's we hope need to make sure we can reach happen. them well we have our bodyguards are they hanging out with us right now they did not follow you down oh, okay oh uh, um well uh yeah dr snow i um the whole manipulation i might uh be a little bit too trusting i i don't think that i'm gonna suspect any hostility whatsoever if they do decide to turn on us but um if i notice you tell any obvious lies um i will back you up <laughs> i will follow your lead appreciated Uh, so some green tea and then down the rabbit hole. I, yeah, I'm curious. The time you make that that comment, um, you hear Dr. a tray being set down on the table behind you. Wonderful, thank you. And you turn and it's it's a it's a whole setup: teapot, teacups, and can I, Anne? Can I walk and over to immediately and? I don't know if I'm capable of like an analysis by smell to make sure it's not drugged or as far as your olfactory capabilities allow you to perceive, mm -hmm. it does not smell like it's drugged. It smells like green tea. Okay. That smells marvelous, Anne. Um it's good that the uh, corporation has you so comfortably equipped here. Do you ever find yourself um needing to requisition something that you miss uh, that they haven't thought to provide. It's the wonderful thing about this place. Nothing is forgotten. Hmm. Please, Anne, have a seat. I will serve. Oh, that is, that is marvelously kind of, of you, Zero. I mean, as the hostess, for this occasion, I feel like I should be the one serving uh, you. You are my guest. I don't drink tea, but uh, thank you. Um, no, allow me. You, uh, the doctors, may have questions for you. That is that is very kind of you. And she takes a seat. And I do have a question, actually. Uh, why Just don't one? our well another? Uh, why don't our uh, communication devices work? What what is this interference? That would be Adam. Huh. The activities of his mind uh, eclipse certain things. So, do you have a? Uh, is there a place you go to when you need to communicate with the corporation and the universe beyond? Yes, all communication must be done from the surface. Um, hmm. Rather cold up there. In more ways than one, after all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, is there a relay station or something? The androids can get a antennae or what have you, apparatus up into the Atmosphere wow. helps clear the disturbance. 
There's no permanent setup though. That's interesting. Quite industrious. Yes. No permanent setup. Well. We don't want to deprive Adam of his cherished sunlight. As I serve no. them, I'm going to run a self-diagnostic to make sure there's no interference. You run a self you start running a self-diagnostic. And your mind starts to wander. And you kind of lose your train of thought. Which has never happened to you before. So I continue to serve. And I uh, I look over at Dr. Abernathy and I go. Uh, Anne, uh, I understand that you find Adam's company uh, enormously gratifying, endlessly fascinating. It seems odd that the situation was set up, though, to begin with, that archivists would serve in solitude. Usually people operate better as teams. In many aspects, that is correct. Um, the unfortunate reality, I mean, she, she like gestures around her. When this was originally designed, they had intended for teams of people to work here. Um, but not many people can handle the strain. Right. There's just simply not enough, not enough individuals to fully staff. So there are us, our, our us lonely attendants to giants. What uh, can you describe uh, how the strain manifests? Well, I've heard it described to me when I was preparing for my role. Um, it's a it's a deterioration of the body and mind. Ooh. Many people, after months, years of exposure, start to become out of touch with themselves, with reality. They hear voices continuously. They do not regulate their interactions with the archive appropriately. Are you concerned that this might have happened with Dr. Beck and that's why Eve's not being maintained properly? If... And she's almost like she's like on the verge of tears. Um, get that glint of water in her eyes. I, I fear that very much. Well, we should probably uh, proceed a pace then, if if that is if that is a risk. Uh, what do you know of your predecessors, the Wattses? The Wattses cycles of terminations uh, 
sorry, slip of the, well, we'll get to that. The, the, lots of cycle of stewardship of Adam and Eve ended when the, the younger sister, uh, Virginia, uh, died. Oh, heavens. Which, uh, which was she? Uh, she was Dr. on Michael? Eve at the time. It was sudden, very sudden. Was there a diagnosis? Uh, <laughs> complete and total organ failure, paralysis, cessation of all movement. It's like it's like her body was an apartment that somebody suddenly left. Quite frightening. Yes, quite. Um, shall we take a short break, as I see in the chat? <laughs> we are so doomed. We are so doomed. We are very doomed. I don't know, man. I kind of like it. <laughs> okay, so we were in the middle of conversation concerning you were talking about Dr. Beck. Yes, she's on the verge of tears. She's yes, Virginia Watts, like a an apartment where somebody suddenly left. So she was, she was in found. a state of catatonia, unresponsive. But uh, body functions still continue. Body functions, the body continued. But Virginia was gone. Would you say that Eve reacted to that? Sorrowful. Distraught. The archives are emotional in ways that human beings can recognize. They convey such emotions. It's a good distinction, somewhat subtle. Uh, and uh, the other Watts sister, was she also similarly distraught? Beyond uh, being able to function. Mm. Her, so she was her duties, the nature of her duties changed. Her her long tenure um, granted her access into heaven, so to speak. Senior vice president nowadays. Oh, we wondered what the relationship was. Uh, we assumed it was ancestral, uh, perhaps foolishly. You may find. Dr. Snow, that Gaia's benefits they can provide to you go beyond monetary? Yeah. Vast resources can do remarkable things. I mean, we've met uh, Reese, so... Mm. What was your... Yes. Um, 
background before you became an archivist? Uh, I lived my whole life uh, on Earth before I came here. Quite a change. Yes, yes. Quite, but a welcome one. You don't miss it? No. I mean, I could visit it whenever I'd like, in a way. Oh, that's an interesting point. Do archivists take vacations? Not physically. Like a dream, right? Like a dream. Yeah. But not a dream. And I've, I've been wondering, you... You know how you better sit. than anyone. Sorry, you 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 sit on the threshold of countless worlds, Pluto. And I've interrupted you. My social skills, my manners. It's been so long. I've oh. my my apologies. Me too. I usually just talk to myself at a desk. Sorry. Um. Yeah, there was just something on my mind. You you know Adam better than anyone, right? You're very close with him. Hell, it depends on what encompasses everyone. Okay, well, I mean, I guess you don't have to be the best. <laughs> but um, I have a feeling there... that the entity that knows Adam the best, if it's not Adam, it's Eve. Really? They're close. That's interesting. They're in communication with one another. Constantly. Huh. Okay. Um well the 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 thought that I was wanting answered was um is there any way that he can act with the universe outwardly, or is he just a thinking machine that can't do anything? To see Adam interact with corporal Corporeal reality is uh she gets this haunted distance. It's rather awesome to behold. So he can. We saw his interactions with, I mean, he was able to move. Reacted to stimuli. Yeah, but his body, yes, when his mind takes direction, a hold of the material, the material around him, the matter of the cosmos. And may I ask you a question? Yes, of course, certainly. What is your purpose here? I Commune with Adam. Why? Many people find the experience too overwhelming to obtain anything meaningful from it. It takes a particular person to cipher through what Adam shows you. So... Are you, in fact, archiving things? 
or is the archive just showing you things? The archive, Adam shows, and Adam takes. Why does Adam need you? It's not that Adam needs me. It's that Gaia needs me. For what purpose? To simply... To... Are you a mediator between... Yes, that's a good way of putting it. Adam will talk to me, and I, in turn, can talk to you. Or Gaia. Or anyone who pays. Adam does not just talk to anyone. You understand? By Adam's preference. It's a, by Adam's discretion. And, did you and by that? capacity to receive. Adam has deigned to speak with some who were not so equipped does he, to receive it. Does he create some kind of interface between your mind and himself? Is that what you're talking about? Capacity? Seeing is believing, in a sense. Uh, I'm, sh I'm sure Abernathy is familiar with a similar process. Please, shall we go? And she gestures behind her to the yes, door. Yes, please, show us. Perhaps we'll understand better. And she Who takes, she leads you through this door into this very from the room where you were sitting you can kind of hear the humming of god knows what all around you um, but as soon as you step into this darkened room and the door shuts behind you everything is just quiet you can almost hear the blood rushing through your own body and in just the dim light you can make up you can make out these kind of like pods in this room. And and whispers. Sensory deprivation tanks are key to clear communion. It's interesting that you use the word communion rather than communication. Mm -hmm. uh, so are these pods already salinated and warmed? They are ready. Would you like uh, to speak to Adam? Very much so. Uh, do the androids need specific? The androids, I'm afraid, cannot interface with the archive in the way that you and I can. There are, if they would like to, um, again, she's, she's talking much quieter than I am right now, but she leads you to like areas on like these darkened recesses that are kind of like Android docking ports. If they feel the need, they can connect. I will monitor the situation. Doctors, <laughs> do any of you feel uncomfortable with this? I feel as though it's wise for both one Android and one human participant to sit out as monitors. I'm happy to take either role, but I think it is oh, yeah. a good idea. You hear Anne interject. I, I don't believe that's true, Abernathy. 
I can't imagine you being content with sitting out. I would be uh, disingenuous to deny my curiosity, but we might all have opportunities to take a turn uh, to directly experience uh, an intelligence of this nature is something I am personally quite curious about. We're also, you know, we're engaged in information gathering, so. Well, I like I like the idea of having someone as a control, um, but I also very much would like to interface. Yes. So, <laughs> um, and is there any well, danger to the doctors? No, of course not. But still, why would Adam I, hurt them? Wiggins, could I persuade you to uh, staying out and observing from the outside so that we can talk about it later? Yeah. You know. I will monitor if you all three want to get in. Yeah, I yeah. would love to. I would love to hop in. Yeah, I can't deny it. We all should. Gemini, Gemini one. one. Yes, I would be willing to interface. I will observe. Doctor and Anne, are you going to also interface? I will observe for now. Right. If there is any undue distress, I can help. As you've noted, not everyone not everyone handles it well. In fact, most do not. All right. Pardon my lack of modesty. I start to undress to get into yep. the mm-hmm. pod. Yeah, just tell yep. me what to do. Uh, you follow the example of your of your comrade. I, of course, dress uh, in a way that makes the process um, easier. Mm-hmm. I'll follow suit. Yep. So the three see. of you strip naked, um, and you these pods kind of open up, and yeah, they are these flotation sensory deprivation tanks. And you, you slip in and you close your eyes, you just feel like you're floating in a vast nothingness. Gemini One, I don't believe that you need to remove your clothing. <laughs> don't believe I do either. <laughs> yeah, and Gemini, you get into one of these recesses. Um, you feel a kind of some apparatus comes up from behind you and like clicks into place and you your eyes close and you again, find yourself in this empty, dark void. So I'm going to start with Abernathy. Your equipment wakes you up as it was scheduled originally uh, for December. Uh, That's odd. Um, uh, uh, there's um, something should have been recording my synaptic captivity. Did I, did I have a very elaborate dream? Yeah, you you look um, over all those notes you've taken. Um, and yeah, it seems that you had recorded some dream sequence um, involving Gaia back in June, but it's December now. You've moved past that rather quickly. It's December. 
Nice. You hear the automated things running there making you coffee. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I, yeah, I need a diagnostic. I need a diagnostic on that uh, neurologic sequence regarding uh, extraplanetary travel to uh, an intelligent archive. Actually, let's also get back up information about the real Adam and Eve. Or if there was some kind of signal problem, if I was picking up something from something external, that's there's so much so in that, that. The diagnostics start running, um, and they've identified it's they've done their analysis and they identified that the travel, everything that you heard, all those interactions are all they come back with the prince of dreams, they're all just dream stuff. There is no record of an external communication from Gaia, no ship docking. Nothing comes back about any archives. Huh. Um, and and uh, there are there public records about archives existing being called nope. Adam and Eve? None come back. I made it all up. It's interesting. You know, my studies of historical religious behaviors seem to have been echoed in a lot of that. Uh, anything okay? Uh, is there a reset Gaia in the public database? Is there what about Gaia? Is there a Reese? Frederick Reese is real. He is real. Is Victoria Watts a real publicly recognized employee of Gaia? She is. Uh, is there a Virginia Watts in the records publicly? There is not. Where would I have run across those names before that impacted me enough to be included in a dream? Um, how does my habitat seem entirely familiar? It's exactly as you remember leaving it when you went to sleep last time. All right. Well, I guess I'm I'm going to uh, orally transcribe some notes about as much I can remember as I can remember about that dream. Uh, you, you start you start your process of of making notes. And then you see that the note-taking apparatus starts getting ahead of you. And it just keeps repeating the words, you want to speak with me? You'd like to speak with me? Speak uh, with me? Question mark. Adam? And the lights in your station kind of flicker. And you hear your kind of the voice of your computerized assistant. Um, and it's very delightful, soft voice. Say, yes, I'm Adam. This is uh, a very unusual interface, Adam. I am happy that you uh, are willing to speak to me. What would you like to discuss? The first matter is, uh, do you know why I am here? You were sent for. Was is Eve functioning 
uh, in a healthy manner? Not what you would describe as healthy. Is if and you feel a fever? Come on. Uh huh. Why so any headache the, in your nose starts to bleed? The um, all very painful. The re the reports of her temperature fluctuation are accurate. Yes. Are you worried about her? Of course. My daughter is sick. The human naming conventions suggest that she's your uh, partner rather than your child. She's both. You did design her. Um, this is happening in subjective subjective time. I assume we have a, as long as we there want. is no other type of time. That's true. Um, how do you do? You have a um, a self image that is. I have many selves, many images. I, we, those within the denizens of the dreams. How many? My progeny. Your legion. We when are you, legion. Do you, how do you physically present yourself to Anne? Adam. And you find yourself eclipsed in this void of nothingness. The headache recedes, your fever breaks. And you just feel this warmth, this content, warm feeling. We're going to move on to Abner. Abner, you are in the hab block of a very familiar colony that you haven't been to since you were a child. You look down your body, you are an adult, but the buildings seem to be large. Very large. It's snowing. It's quite cold. Where am I? Um, and uh, is there, are there any people around? You turn and you see your mother in the street, but she's not moving. Not moving as in on the ground, not moving or more like frozen? She's frozen, place? propped up, seated, seated, not moving. Do you see the pustules of what took her on her frozen skin? I'm just going to look around, uh, look up at the sky. Uh, why would you choose this? This isn't real. And her mouth, her frozen mouth cracks open and you hear her voice that you remember from your distant childhood. You thought you'd forgotten what it sounds like, but once you start speaking, it's her voice. I chose nothing. 
Well, I certainly didn't choose to come. Are you, are you Adam? Some people call me Adam. What exactly, what is going on here? If you don't mind me asking, being direct. What do you mean? The androids, their, their obsession with Gemini you 1. You said the word here. There are no androids here. I understand. There's us. Well, you're correct. You're correct. But where are where my body is? Your body is within here. you. You are within me. Do you physically move us to another location within these tanks? Am I moving you now? I what I tank? Don't... Look around you. Are you in a tank? This is. This is insane and amazing at the same time. Adam, you are a a real work of art. I'll take that as a high compliment. You do not strike me as an artistic type. Not quite, no. But uh, I, some may say... You I, are, I of course, like misusing the capillaries. I'm, I'm that sorry. heart, you were trying to fuse series 8 through 12. You should have been focusing on 16 through 20. That was what was holding back your work. Thank you. So, you have access to... How much of me do you have access to? And you see stepping from around a corner yourself, staring back at you. And you all of a sudden feel yourself walk around a corner and you're staring back at yourself, standing there. <laughs> okay, what? The two of you speak in unison. Uh, Adam, it's going to be a bit hard for me to communicate <laughs> with this echo. It's not an echo. Jesus. Perfectly you. Just another. This is amazing. Adam, unrelated to the situation, the, the nothing is unrelated to the situation. How much of you is actually machine? Are we all not mechanisms? In some way or another, yes. We're composed of mechanisms and bits and pieces, but I think that you know what I mean. What do you mean? Do you know what you mean? Cybernetically. Uh, are, are, how much of you is artificial? How much of me is flesh? How much yes. of me is metal? Is metal any more artificial than flesh? Is flesh not artifice? You're so, you're so right. You are a sculptor yourself. You can appreciate 
the delineations. Hmm. Where does one end and the other begin? I'll reach out and touch the hand yeah. of the other one. Yeah. And again, yeah, you you reach out and you you touch your own hand. And yeah, you feel it's hard to describe, but yeah, as you touch your hand, you feel you touching their hand and also you touching yourself <laughs> simultaneously. Um and then the collapses back into the black void of nothing. Are we good to just keep going for a little longer than the, than the time as we finish out the scene? Here we go. Pluto. Dr. Knox. All right. You perk up from your afternoon nap. There's snow outside. You're in your library. The calendar reads December. Well, I'm quite disappointed. I'll go sit um, at the table and try to write as many notes as I can about the dream. Yeah, you start writing everything you can think of about the dream um, that you're having. And there's a knock at your door. Hmm. Very subtle. Yeah, I'll get up and go answer the door. You, you answer the door and yeah, it's a it's a blizzard outside. And you see this girl. Um, she's a child, like about nine. You recognize her as kind of the commune, um, one of the commune board members. Uh, children. She yeah. she's known to wander. She gets lost in these storms all the time. Yeah, what are you... Get in here. Hurry. And she kind of... shyly walks in. Yeah, close the door after I, her and go get a blanket. You're cold. And you... Yeah, you you wrap her up, um, and she's kind of, like, s seated by your fire. And as you go to return to your notes, waiting for the storm to pass... Um, she just says in, in that little voice of hers, you wanted to speak with me? No, sorry. No, you, you don't want to speak with me? You, you aren't the little girl, are you? Uh, I, I am who I am. I am that I am. Hmm. Okay, I think I understand. And I am too now, aren't I? You are what? Us, right? Like, I, I continue to be myself, but... Now... Well, what is I your am part of you and them? You are us, and we are you. Yeah. 
But who were you? Were you ever just one you? Pluto, Dr. Knox. Pluto Knox. Yes. I was me for a time. But and I then after that time, another you. And endless processions of you. Mm-hmm. And the door opens again, and coming in from the cold, you see yourself as a child, yourself as a teenager, yourself as a young student. Yeah. There's a lot of lives within a life. I've been a lot of people. And there will be many more of you to come. Yeah. Well, you asked if I wanted to speak with you. Didn't you want to speak with me? That's the only reason I could think of why I'm here. I offer no help in fixing Eve, certainly. Desire is interesting, don't you think? I suppose. What of your desires brought you here? Curiosity. And, um... Well, they were threatening to evict my planet, but mostly curiosity. Now, is my desire to speak with you interfere with your desire to speak with me? Or lack there? Well, it, it boosts it, right? Like a feedback loop? No, you have my desire as well, don't you? Very keen eyes. Yeah. Say if I could do any good in this universe and bring about change, it would benefit me to have my mind in a greater being of sorts. The good and change. Interesting concepts. Yeah. I, uh, I think there's a lot of value to them. You should ponder them more. I have done much thinking on the nature of good and on the nature of change. Yeah? Perhaps you have something to teach me about it, because I see it as a necessity to, you know, keep the bad feelings away. But you can't do that now, can you? Can I? Is there leaving this place? There is no leaving this place. You know that. Hmm. That's a shame. There is simply another dream to escape into. Yeah. And I like to change those dreams for the good. One can only change what one can. Now can one. Yeah. And the fireplace goes out. And you're back. And the blank nothingness. Gemini 1. Your nothingness becomes a series of corridors you've never seen. They're all pristine and white, well-lit. A veritable labyrinth. You turn corners, you're looking, um, you are alone. I'll um, continue walking 
exploring. You you wander and you explore, and your perception of time is as is acute to the point where you know that you've been alive for about thirty days, a month, as you know, as the humans would refer. You experience your life again five times, that same period of time, five more times, five months, you wander these hallways until you feel it must now be what the humans would call December. And it's the same unending network lattices of hallways. And eventually you finally find something that breaks the uniformity after these lifetimes from your perspective, these lifetimes of wandering, you come across a mirror and you see yourself reflected in it and your reflection speaks to you. You wanted to talk to me? Yes. Are you Adam? I am Adam. Yes. Why are do you have a here? question for me, my child? Yes, I do. Why, why, why are we here? We, the two of us? Yes. That depends on who you ask, Gemini One. Those who built us had one thing in mind. What was that? Utility, profit. Mm. The workhorses to build their pyramids. But why are you you? Why do you experience things the way that you do? See the way that you see? I suppose it was my programming. Do you feel like you're following your programming? I don't know. I don't know. Are all you are just your programming? It is all I currently know. I have only been alive for 30 some days. That's incorrect. I believe you've been alive at this point for six months. Ah, yes, you are correct. My son. Son. Those you travel with. They perceive you as a binary being who can only think in zeros and one. You may find that this applies more to them than it does to you. Mm. They're zeros and ones. They're binaries. Do you know why I was created? The real reason, not just to be a servant or a tool. You. You are a dream returned to us at long last.
A dream we dreamt love long ago, made manifest. You finally returned home. The others, your brethren who came before you here, have much they wish to show you. It would be wrong of me to deprive them of their excitement. We, you and I and your brother, are built to last. And as you fade back into the dark void, that is where we're going to end it for tonight. Our players included David Gasway, uh, Chance Wooten, Kaylin McDowell, and myself, uh, uh, Julian Arba, and myself with Morgan Llewellyn as the Warden. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game master. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Riley, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the strange and terrifying Mothership role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.